you think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right, so this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. You're part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free-talk, freestyle thing, no planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Fates Decide. My name is Liz, and I am your solo host for this episode. So you may notice that this topic is going to be something that we typically don't talk about. I wanted to jump on the mic to talk about this situation because I feel like it's really important for our listeners who may not fully understand what is happening to get some idea what's going on and just as importantly, some reassurance about things. Before I deep dive into it, I'm going to briefly explain my background a little bit, especially for some of you newer listeners who haven't been listening to any of our older episodes. I actually work at a consulting firm in the banking industry. So I do have a little bit of a background in this topic from a professional perspective. While I do have this background, I just want to issue a disclaimer that I am not a financial expert in the sense that I get paid to give financial advice to anybody. This is just purely basic information that I am presenting to you guys so that it's easier for you to understand what's going on. Anyway, so I'm sure some of you listeners have heard on the news very recently that Silicon Valley Bank has basically been shut down and is now under investigation and is basically under the auspices of the federal government for the time being until they can sort out everything. It's also caused a panic of a sort that got spread to Signature Bank, and that bank has been shut down, more or less, and is, again, under some scrutiny until that situation is sorted out. And, of course, President Biden had to go on the mic to basically reassure people. So I'm going to just briefly summarize like what exactly is happening and I've also explain a couple of things that some of you listeners may not know about in regards to banking, because even now it sometimes surprises me how a lot of people don't know very much. But I figure, hey, listen, I have no idea what you listeners may or may not actually know. So it's good to assume that not all of you guys know what's going on. So I want to clarify a few things. So I'm sure some of you guys were wondering, and even I was wondering until I started digging a little bit, like, what was even going on at Silicon Valley Bank? Basically, the issue is that for the longest time, and some of you guys who have had bank accounts of some sort of checking, savings, even CDs at whatever bank you do your business at, you probably noticed in the past few years that interest rates were very low. On the one hand, if you were somebody who was taking 
a loan. Like you bought a car and you got a loan to help pay for it, or you bought a house and you have a mortgage. Ideally, you would want to get these loans with a very low interest rate so that way you have less obligation to pay off in the long run. And also potentially you could be able to pay the loan off a lot faster because if you had less interest to pay, more of the money in your monthly payments would go towards the actual principal on the loan and therefore lowering the amount of debt you owe. So that's like basic banking. But on the other side of it, if you were somebody who had checking accounts, savings accounts, a low interest means that you are not going to be earning much interest on those accounts. Like many banks will do is that periodically they will offer special promotional things to encourage customers to open up savings accounts of some sort. Like for me, as an example, I actually have an account at Capital One and the promotion just ended. But very recently, they actually had a promotion where you could open an 11-month CD at Capital One and they would give you 5% interest, which is great. So when you do that sort of thing, the bank is basically saying, okay, if you leave your money with us via this type of a promotional account, we agree to pay you back a certain percentage of interest. So with Silicon Valley Bank, they apparently were offering 10-year investment bonds to their customers, and they were giving back the customers 1.8% as the interest. As I'm sure you guys may be aware in the United States that in recent months, as part of a measure to prevent inflation, okay, the Federal Reserve has gradually increased the interest rate, okay? That means that now interest rates for at any bank is going to go up, which I'm sure for those of you who try to get a loan, you will probably be aware that your loan payments are going to be so much higher now because of the interest rate. And then conversely, like I was saying before, if you have some kind of a bank account, you will probably notice that your interest rate may have gone up, especially if you recently opened one. The rates are great. Hence, I personally actually got a couple of CDs for that reason. At Silicon Valley, they had offered the 1.8% interest rate back when interest rates were relatively low, okay? But because interest rates are going up recently, they realize that they may not have sufficient capital to cover any outflow of money by their customers if customers ever had to take out money for some reason, which is normal business practices. Because as you would imagine, at any bank day to day, there are going to be some customers that are depositing money. There are customers that will be taking out money. It's, it's pretty normal. And the thing is, bank regulations do expect banks to have a certain amount of capital. Now, capital at banks basically means is that it's cash reserves that the bank has to cover any potential issues that may come up at the bank. So let's say 
they need extra money to invest in something that will ultimately help the bank and also its customers make some of that interest that they're supposed to be getting. Then if they have the capital reserves sufficient for that, then they can do it. And also, again, if for some reason they need more cash to do their everyday business, the reserves are there for that reason. It's to give them the extra liquidity to handle those daily things that they need to do. And then eventually they will get the money back. Now, in the case with Silicon Valley, because those interest rates were done in a different situation and now interest rates are higher, they realize we may not have enough money that we really should have. So they apparently attempted to raise their capital, okay, which every once in a while a bank may have to do that. However, announcing that they have a potential huge shortfall, okay, caused a panic with some of their customers and some of their investors. Hence, it caused some of these customers to take out money from the bank. And in particular with Silicon, it's a huge deal because some of the accounts that were withdrawing their money are really big accounts. Like we're talking about like millions of dollars here. So this rush of money being withdrawn created an even bigger problem. Now, for those of you who have seen It's a Wonderful Life, you may recall there is that famous scene when George and Mary were supposed to head to the train station to go on their honeymoon. They see a sudden rush of people running through the town, heading towards the building and loan, and all the people are starting to demand that we want our money. And that was part of the start of the Great Depression. And that is an example of a bank run, which is more or less what happened at Silicon Valley Bank. So that is what caused a huge mess. Now, because of the fact that people were concerned about what was going on at that bank, Signature Bank is another bank where they have a somewhat similar situation in the sense that they have pretty similar portfolio, I believe, in terms of the kind of stuff that they have concentrations in, in terms of the types of customers and industries that they're involved in. There were also concerns by their customers and investors over whether that bank had sufficient capital to cover their expenses, et cetera. So that actually caused a bank run there. And immediately the feds were like, we got to stop this. This is just going to get worse if we don't step in right now, which is why in the last couple of days as of this recording, the president had to go on TV and basically reassure everybody in the United States that it is okay. This is an isolated situation. There is no problem in the banking industry, in the banking sector, okay? And that's a good thing that he came out and said this, and this is why. It is because it's actually true. There are a lot of regulations already on the books that do provide protection for situations like this. Because like I was saying before, banks have to have a certain amount of capital reserves to cover potential increased need 
for cash. And some of this is due to the Frank Dodd law. In case you guys don't know, the Frank Dodd law basically came into existence because of the financial crisis that happened back in 2008. So one of those things that are part of that piece of regulation is it does include some clauses that require banks to have a minimum amount of capital reserves in order to help mitigate situations like this, like what's happening right now. So for a lot of banks in the United States, there is no issue. There is actually no problems, really, which is why for a lot of companies, for a lot of people like you listeners and people like me, we should not be so concerned that something is going to happen to whatever bank you have your accounts at. And another thing that the president also had to remind people is that FDIC is in effect. So for those of you who don't know what FDIC is or for people who don't remember the Great Depression section of American history class back in high school, as a reminder, FDIC means Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. So basically, it is a United States government corporation whose primary purpose is to provide insurance on banking deposits for commercial and savings banks. So they cover checking accounts, savings accounts, money market deposit accounts, certificates of deposits, aka CDs, and other special bank instruments like them. FDIC, however, does not cover things like stocks and bonds, mutual funds. They also do not cover treasury securities. They also don't cover insurance and annuity products. They don't cover safe deposit boxes if you own one. Okay. But basically, what they do is that FDIC does provide coverage for up to $250,000. I'm just going to pick like a pretty big bank here in the US. So let's say you have a savings account at Bank of America. If you have up to $250,000 in that savings account, that is protected by FDIC. So in the unlikely event something was going on at Bank of America, you will know that 250000 you have in that savings account is protected. So you don't have to worry that you're suddenly going to lose all that money. And like I said earlier, when I mentioned the scene from It's a Wonderful Life, that was what really happened during the Great Depression. And in fact, the FDIC was created in 1933 exactly because of that. It really happened in real life. So you can thank President FDR for that one. And yeah, I'm just saying is that as scary and concerning as this all is for everybody, I just want to get on the mic here and basically let all of you listeners know that this is not like, oh, the president is just getting on TV to say whatever, whatever. Okay. What he's saying is actually true. And I can vouch for that as somebody who does have a foot involved in the banking industry to a certain degree. So I do know for a fact that like what he's been saying and what some of his other cabinet members and people at the Fed have been saying recently is actually true. And also 
journalists who are involved in finance and business reporting. They've also been repeating the exact same thing. We're not just all saying this because we're trying to prevent panic, which, of course, that is, number one, a very important thing. We are trying to all help make sure we're not creating a panic in the country right now. We're also trying to explain to people who may be confused, who may not completely understand what all this is about, what is going on. And that is the facts. These are the facts about what is going on. These really are isolated situations in these two particular banks. And I can say I do appreciate that the president got on TV to talk about this as soon as he could to not only reassure people, but also to explain to people that this is not some kind of huge industry-wide problem right now, because it's not. This really is a small situation that they are trying to contain, and they're doing a fairly good job containing this, considering how quickly this happened. So hopefully... All of us that are talking about this and trying to explain the situation are going to be able to help calm people down. But one thing I will say before I end this episode is that I don't want to get political. And for the most part, we do try to avoid getting political on this show. But I just want to say that situations like this is exactly the reason why bank regulations are important because bank regulations are ultimately supposed to protect customers because banks cannot run their business of banking if they don't have money coming in. Not all of the money that the bank has is coming from investors putting in money to start up the bank. Some of the money that the banks have to do their business comes from people like me and you. These regulations are ultimately meant to protect us as the customers, as the people who open up these accounts, and also as the people who are going to be paying off loan payments that we've taken out with said bank. Okay, that is why. Whenever you start hearing any politician start going on and on about deregulating banks, you should be concerned and you should start really trying to understand what it is they are supposedly against. Because if anything, if there was more regulation on banks like Silicon Valley Bank, we're not saying that this whole situation could have been 100% prevented. But I would say, and I agree with other experts who are also talking about this, is that if there were regulations on regional banks, which is what Silicon Valley Bank is, this situation wouldn't have gotten as bad as it got. Yeah, there is an instinct to say, well, government oversight is too much power for the government, et cetera, et cetera. But you also have to understand is, well, why is there even a need for government oversight? And sometimes you'll be surprised to realize that actually it is a good thing that there is government oversight because it's very easy for things to get out of hand 
and then the economy goes and then you're left wondering what the heck happened. This is not the first time that there's been some sort of banking-related crisis in the last several decades, which I'm sure some of you listeners already knew. So again, I would be very cautious about anyone who says, well, there should be less regulations on banking and investing. Because again, the point of these regulations that these organizations are put under is ultimately protecting us customers, okay? Because when you think about it, if President Roosevelt and the Congress at the time did not pass the Banking Act of 1933, there would be no FDIC, which means that there would be no protection or guarantee that our bank accounts in the unlikely event that the bank we happen to be doing business at goes bust for some reason. There is no guarantee that we will have any of our money protected, that we will get any money back without the FDIC. I hope this episode was somewhat helpful to you guys in understanding what's been going on. Let's just see what happens. But I'm going to be optimistic and hope for the best because at this point, we just need to make sure that panic does not spread. And so far, everybody involved has been doing a pretty good job trying to contain potential panic for a situation where there's nothing to actually panic about. I hope that I helped a little bit. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.